You're listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. It is the 1990 Independence Edition of the Book of Mormon, followed by commentary. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the podcaster and don't necessarily reflect the beliefs of the Church of Christ. Book of Enos Behold, it came to pass that I, Enos, knowing my father, that he was a just man, for he taught me in his language, and also in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And blessed be the name of my God for it. And I will tell you of the wrestle which I had before God, before that I received a remission of my sins. Behold, I went to hunt beasts in the forest, and the words which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life and the joy of the saints, and the words of my father sunk deep into my heart, and my soul hungered, and I kneeled down before my Maker, and I cried unto him in mighty prayer and supplication for mine own soul. And all the day long did I cry unto him, yea, and when the night came I did still raise my voice high, that it reached the heavens. And there came a voice unto me, saying, Enos, thy sins are forgiven thee, and thou shalt be blessed. And I, Enos, knew that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away, and I saith, Lord, how is it done? And he saith unto me, Because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou hast not heard nor seen, and many years pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh, wherefore, go to it, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now it came to pass that when I had heard these words, I began to feel a desire for the welfare of my brethren, the Nephites, wherefore I did pour out my whole soul unto God for them. And while I was thus struggling in the Spirit, behold, the voice of the Lord came into my mind again, saying, I will visit thy brethren according to their diligence in keeping my commandments. I have given unto them this land, and it is a holy land, and I curse it not, save it be for the cause of iniquity. Wherefore I will visit thy brethren according as I have said, and their transgressions will I bring down with sorrow upon their own heads." And after that I, Enos, had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord, and I prayed unto him with many long strugglings for my brethren, the Lamanites. And it came to pass that after I had prayed and labored with all diligence, the Lord said unto me, I will grant unto thee according to thy desires because of thy faith. And now behold, this was the desire which I desired of him, that if it should so be that my people the Nephites should fall into transgression, and by any means be destroyed, and the Lamanites should not be destroyed, that the Lord God would preserve a record of my people the Nephites. Even if it so be by the power of his holy arm, that it might be brought forth at some future day unto the Lamanites, that perhaps they might be brought unto salvation. For at the present... Our strugglings were vain in restoring them to the true faith. And they swore in their wrath that if it were possible they would destroy our records and us, and also all the traditions of our fathers. Wherefore I, knowing that the Lord God was able to preserve our records, I cried unto him continually. For he said unto me, Whatsoever thing ye shall ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive in the name of Christ, ye shall receive it. And I had faith, 
and I did cry unto God that he would preserve the records. And he covenanted with me that he would bring them forth unto the Lamanites in his own due time. And I, Enos, knew it would be according to the covenant which he had made, wherefore my soul did rest. And the Lord said unto me, Thy fathers have also required of me this thing, and it shall be done unto them according to their faith, for their faith was like unto thine. And now it came to pass that I, Enos, went about among the people of Nephi, prophesying of things to come, and testifying of the things which I had heard and seen. And I bear record that the people of Nephi did seek diligently to restore the Lamanites unto the true faith in God. But our labors were vain, their hatred was fixed and they were led by their evil nature, that they became wild and ferocious and a bloodthirsty people full of idolatry and filthiness, feeding upon beasts of prey, dwelling in tents and wandering about in the wilderness with a short skin girded about their loins and their heads shaven, and their skill was in the bow and the scimitar and the axe. And many of them did eat nothing save it was raw meat, and they were continually seeking to destroy us. And it came to pass that the people of Nephi did till the land, and raise all manner of grain and of fruit, and flocks of herds, and flocks of all manner of cattle, of every kind, and goats, and wild goats, and also many horses. And there were exceeding many prophets among us. And the people were a stiff-necked people, hard to understand. And there was nothing save it was exceeding harshness, preaching and prophesying of wars and contentions and destructions, and continually reminding them of death and the duration of eternity and the judgments and the power of God, and all these things stirring them up continually to keep them in the fear of the Lord. I say there was nothing short of these things, and exceeding great plainness of speech would keep them from going down speedily to destruction." And after this manner do I write concerning them. And I saw wars between the Nephites and the Lamanites in the course of my days. And it came to pass that I began to be old. And an hundred and seventy and nine years had passed away from the time that our father Lehi left Jerusalem. And as I saw that I must soon go down to my grave, having been wrought upon by the power of God that I must preach and prophesy unto this people, and declare the word according to the truth which is in Christ, and I have declared it in all my days, and have rejoiced in it above that of the world, and I soon go to the place of my rest, which is with my Redeemer, for I know that in Him I shall rest." And I rejoice in the day when my mortal shall put on immortality, and shall stand before him. Then shall I see his face with pleasure, and he will say unto me, Come unto me, ye blessed. There is a place prepared for you in the mansions of my Father. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy This is a short book, and what a compelling story. He says it as if it's a testimonial, like we are showing up a Wednesday night church service, and Enos stands up and waits for the microphone. We have microphones in our church, and then he proceeds to start with with his story, as, as if he was standing there, and instead of reading it, reading it out of the pages of this book, he tells it and relays it to us, like a testimony and, and like verse three, and I will tell you of the wrestle, which I had before God, before I received a remission of my sins. 
it's just a powerfully written narrative, but it's so personal and it's, and the lessons in it are, are, are amazing. Uh, then verse three, he, he introduces it and he calls it a wrestle that he has with God. And I'm going to have a point of view that I'm almost certain is going to be frustrating to some of you out there. Some of the ministry who would probably contend that Enos did it the right way. And here's a perfect example of the right way of how to do this, how to approach God and not give up and fight for that, you know, wrestle for that blessing that you want from him and your faith can, can make it happen. And so, yes, I, I totally endorse this. Uh, and, and I, and it is true. It is, it is the word of God. It's scriptures. This is how, this is, this is how it's done. Right. And when you look at my father's book of Mormon, if you ever looked at this, it is marked up all over the place. And I am certain that he has done the same test. He has gone out and wrestled God for a blessing. And I don't know if he had the same results or, or, you know, I don't know what came out of that, but I believe he took this verse, this book to heart. And, and we all, we all should uh, uh, con- and pray and, and, and contend and wrestle for, for a blessing. It's, it's just, I don't know that I have the courage to take these steps that Enos had. He went off into the woods to pray and he prayed all day. And then he prayed into the night and his voice still reached into the heavens, right? In verse six and event, and he didn't stop. He wouldn't stop until he got his blessing, his answer. He wrestled until he he had a resolution. And in verse seven is the resolution. And there came a voice unto me saying, Enos, thy sins are forgiven thee and thou shalt be blessed. So is this what he was going for? He, he wanted this blessing. I don't, I don't know what the ends of it was, but I believe, it, what did he say in verse five? Uh, before he received a remission of my sins. So he had to have, he came to a point in his life when I cannot wait to know if I pass the test when I de- when I'm when I'm dead when I stand before God at judgment day. I need to know that I am doing it right now and I I need to know that I have a remission of my sins. Now this like I said this this challenge before God this is not my style. I, I I'm amazed that Enos could do this and my father that they did this. I I pray all the time right? We all pray, but do we have the courage to, to contend and wrestle with God for the blessings that we want? Part of me says, how, how crazy are you to behave this way? You know, you pray and then you say, thy will be done and you don't challenge God. This is our fate. This is my lot in life sort of thing. And, And I will take whatever God gives me and I will have a smile on my face. I am not going to to challenge him. I, I don't have the same mentality and makeup that Enos has, that he was not going to be denied a blessing. And if, if that's the boldness that God wants out of, out of us as uh, his uh, followers of Christ, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I think it's good. When I read the scriptures, when I read the lessons, the part that pulls at my heartstrings is that I have to be humble. I have to be willing to serve no matter what. I don't need, to, to me, I don't need this validation from God. I don't have the right to expect a validation from God. I will serve humbly and I will have the a penitent attitude. And so this story amazes me and thrills me. And I love the message of it. And, and I'm, 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 I need to get back on track here. Let's look at verse eight. And this is amazing to me. So he gets the, the voice from God 
And he says, And I, Enos, knew that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away. Wait a minute. There's like an alarm going off in my head. You just heard the voice of God in your mind. It says later, he heard it speak to his mind, but you just heard the voice of God and, and, and his relaying of this testimony, he had to rationalize it. Still the voice of God speaking to you wasn't enough even for him. Now he hears the voice of God and now he has to rationalize it. Well, this is the voice of God. And I know he cannot lie, so it must be true. This whole sentence that he had to, that he knew that God could not lie and my guilt was swept away, just, it might, I may, I may be making way too much out of this and I love to overanalyze things, but in my mind, as soon as I heard that it's forgiven, there's a confirmation that happens immediately. And, and maybe I'm making way too much out of verse eight, but he had to rationalize it. Well, God can't lie, so it must be true. Well, God just spoke to you. And and so maybe it's I'm saying the same thing he is, but I I really I, I balk at verse eight. So be it. I'm I'm just not a cut of the same mold as Enos. And then he says in verse nine, a same question that I have prayed my whole life. And I said, Lord, how is it done? And he said unto me, Because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou hast never before heard nor seen. There's the lesson of all the scriptures for the rest of your life. Remember these two verses. How is it done? How do you receive a remission of your sins? And the answer is faith in Christ. That's that simple. Faith in Christ. How is it done? Because of thy faith in Christ, your sins are forgiven. That's how we do it. When you are walking around, spending your life feeling guilty, feeling burdened with the things that you've done wrong, and especially if you're a baptized member of the Church of Christ, if you struggle because of guilt, where is your faith? You do not have faith then in what the scriptures say. If you are still bogged down in guilt for the things that you've done wrong, if you are still a uh, 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 feeling that that you don't that that you are not measured up that you can't be loved that you can't be forgiven that your sins are too much that you are that that Satan is plaguing you with this tactic of saying you are not worthy. Where is your faith? You are lacking faith. The scriptures say it. the 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 word of God declares it. And these two verses it explains it. How is it done? Because of thy faith. If you don't have faith, then you are under that burden of not being forgiven, right? That means that you don't believe that Christ's sacrifice was good enough for you. He could die for all the sins of the entire world, but your sins are too much. Your sins don't count. Where is your faith in Jesus Christ? He loves you. He died for you. He suffered the cross for you. He did. He This is how it is. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to, you have to have faith. That is how your sins are forgiven. And you can take the next step towards righteousness. The first step is forgiving yourself and now act like a Christian because you believe it. And, and so I just, again, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, wasted time talking about two verses, but it has so much meaning 
in those two short verses. And I said, Lord, how is it done? That's your bumper sticker verse. That's the one that goes on your rear view mirror. That's the one that you're going to remember. And you're going to say, because of my faith, that's how I do it. That's what it is. So moving on. Uh, I like, and verse 11 says the same thing. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And so many years pass away before Christ shall come. And then he says, go to it. So go be a Christian now. You believe in Christ, go to it and be a Christian. Thy faith has made thee whole. You're forgiven. And now go be a Christian and act like it. Act like his sacrifice for you was worth something. This is hard to talk about for me, but I'm so inspired by these, these verses that I'm so thankful that Enos wrote this down for us. It's a simple lesson and it is so hard to learn. Because we we get uh, uh, burdened by our sins. And now in verse 13, it says, The voice of the Lord came into my mind again. So as this is kind of how sometimes God works. And the first time when he said he heard a voice, and now it's explaining it's in his mind, and saying, I will visit thy brethren according to their diligence in keeping my commandments. This is how they are, they that it, we're measured, right? And verse 15. I've given this land and it is a holy land and I curse it not, save it be for the cause of iniquity. So you'll be blessed according to your diligence in keeping commandments and you will be cursed according to your iniquity. This is how the, the, the scale works. So go to it, be a Christian and you'll be blessed. Uh, if you uh, can't forgive yourself and you are burdened down in sins and you can't get out of these this iniquitous uh, or, or sinful living, which may may fall down into, you know, uh, there's a whole study on what's sin and what's iniquity. Uh, but if you keep falling down and falling short of this measure, you you will be cursed because of your actions. So let's move on. Verse 17. And after I, Enos, had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord. Even now, he's just had a conversation. He's just had the, the rules spelled out for him that it's because of your faith. And and now it began to be unshaken in the Lord. So I, I'm I'm super critical. This is the, what the words say. And I maybe I'm overanalyzing. But even with Enos, who just heard God speak to him, he began to be unshaken in the Lord. And so... Uh, maybe I'm making too much. Maybe he is absolutely unshaken in the Lord, but he's humble. And so he's, he's speaking it to us and he's relaying this testimony this way, but it's only after he spoke to him and he prayed some more that he prayed for the Nephites. And then God spoke to him again. And now he's beginning to be unshaken in his faith in the Lord. And he prays some more for the Lamanites and he speaks to him again about the Lamanites. So in one, I, I don't know if it's all in one outing, cause it did, does say it came to pass. So sometimes, I don't know, you could say that was some time in between his, uh, uh, prayer sessions. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this takes place all over one day and one night or if it is, uh, I, I, it reads like it's over it over one period of time. So it happens, boom, boom, boom. And he just doesn't give up. He just goes at God and wrestles him for answers to his prayers, for answers to his questions, for forgiveness for his sins. And he just makes one big night of it, one big day of it, one big event of it. And I will not stop. And now that I'm beginning to have, uh, 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 results now I'm even more committed to being a prayer warrior, right? I am going to keep going to God for all my questions and answers. As long as he's going to keep answering me, why shouldn't I stop? Why should I stop? So why shouldn't I keep going? 
And so he keeps going with this, this prayer. Uh, um, I, in my mind, it's all in one, one shot. Right. And we get to verses 23, 24 and 25. Wherefore, I knowing that the Lord God was able to preserve our records, I cried unto him continually. For he said, said unto me, whatsoever thing ye shall ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive in the name of Christ, ye shall receive it. And I had faith and I did cry unto God that he would preserve the records. And he covenanted with me. And then I stopped there. So verse 23, somewhere along this line, this dialogue, we learned that God was able to, that, uh, uh, verse 24, for he said unto me, whatsoever thing ye shall ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive it in the name of Christ, ye shall receive it. So somewhere along the lines that was relayed to him. And now we're hearing about it. And so now he's just a freight train of, of unparalleled and unyielding wrestling with God. He will keep going and contending and, and, and not contending, but, but wrestling and, and, and petitioning God for his answer. And we're, there's examples of this in the Bible, you know, uh, that he, he blesses, he, he gives the, the people the blessing because they kept pestering him. Right. Uh, I, for, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the, the, the parable and this is just coming to me now, but, um, if you are so insistent and persistent and unyielding and wrestling with God, I, I, he, he likes that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So this is, this is the, the conundrum I'm in, uh, with my own life as, as I don't, I just don't feel like I should be pestering God, right? Like I should, I can't have, I just don't have the, the makeup to, to, to unyieldingly pray until he will bless me. And so, uh, I think it's a character flaw I have. I need to be more persistent. Uh, we know that we got to be doing this. And I, I usually just give up too soon. I give up too soon and I'm, and I just submit to the, the will of God instead of demanding it. And, and so I just don't have it in my nature. I don't know. So maybe that's an evil nature. And I, and I love the story and I love the examples that we have. And so what was the end result of this persistent, uh, communication and, and, and unyielding and not giving up and wrestling with God is that in verse 26, he says, and he covenanted with me. I, I can't even begin to imagine uh, God making a covenant with me, you know, in such a personal nature. I believe in baptism, that that is a covenant because the rules say, and I look at the scriptures and I understand the rules and what it, what it means. And this is kind of my, my, uh, 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 I have a, a logical approach to a lot of this and the personal approach is lacking, but that is what it takes and we all got to be striving for that personal approach and connection with God. You keep at it. And verse 26, it says, and he covenanted with me. And that's the, I don't really care what the covenant was anymore. I don't care about the rest of that verse. Uh, the part that's highlighted is, is, and he covenanted with me. And let's go to verse 31. And they were led by their evil nature. And it kind of describes the Lamanites. And I highlight that little portion. Like I said, my father's Book of Mormon, there's isn't a verse in here that isn't touched with underline or anything. So I'm just pulling out um, the parts that, that affect me. But there's a lot more meaning and, and a lot more to be gained, uh, gleaned from this chapter than just the parts I'm highlighting. And in verse 36... 
And the people were a stiff-necked people, hard to understand. I don't think it means that when they spoke, you couldn't understand what they were saying. I think it means, uh, and it's pretty pretty obvious here, that when they, they're hard, they were not, they didn't understand. It was hard for them to understand. And so that's why they had to be, you know, kind of like me. You have to be hit over and over and over with the 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 parts of the the message that says rather than a message of hope getting through to these people, it was a message of punishment that is what gets through to them. And, you know, that's not always the the I shouldn't say the best way. Sometimes that is the best way. It's a it's a shame that we don't always reply or respond to those kind of leading messages. And so maybe I'm in that same group. I just don't, I have, maybe I'm hard hearted, but I'm, I'm getting there, right? We're all getting there a little bit at a time. So let's act like Christians. Let's have faith. And then we will see in verse 46, that when we, uh, uh, die and we stand before that judgment, here it is again. Then shall I see his face with pleasure. And it's that pleasing bar of God. You know, he had the same idea that his father had. And if you have a God who speaks to you and covenants with you personally, that makes me feel like he's got a pretty good confidence that it will be a pleasure to see his face. You know, the rest of us, in, and, and unless we're that that tight with God, have that close of a, of a, a relationship through lots of prayer, it's going to take a while for us to uh, visualize it this way. Um, I, I see it this way and I understand it's this way and I believe it will be this way, but I just don't have the faith that Enos had. I don't have maybe the faith my father had. Uh, and I, I just, uh, I doubt myself and it's a hard lesson, but it's uh, something we all have to get through, right? We need to get to that point where we are willing to wrestle with God uh, in our prayers until until we're and be unyielding. There's something to be said for that. And that's the the lesson of the book of Enos. I think that's the overwhelming uh, thought. And it's hard for me. To, I'm not always like that, but that is the lesson that Enos wanted us to have. If he showed up at our Wednesday night prayer service, this is what he would be saying. You need to pray and don't give up until you get the answer you want or, or the, the, until you get an answer and does, not necessarily the answer you want, but don't give up until you get an answer. Even if the answer is no, you keep asking and you keep petitioning the Lord and you work for it. You strive for it. You search diligently and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For my yoke is Burden is light, for my yoke is easy.